Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello and welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. My name is Cody Sizemore and I am joined here by my lovely co-host, Maria Casillas. And we just wanted to say thank you to what we call the every weekers. And basically what that is, is the people who check in every week and they listen to every episode. So if that's you, I want to single you out and just say, hey, we really appreciate you. You know, like you're the reason why we do this. You're the reason why we get up in the morning. You know, you're the reason why I look at my wife and I say, hey, sweetheart, you're beautiful. I'm just kidding. But seriously, <laughs> we, we really do appreciate you. Uh, and, we, you know, we want to say thank you for that. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, we hope that you continue to be in every weeker from here on out, especially because next week is going to be our 100th episode. And we are bringing on a very Crazy. special guest, a guest by the name of Coach Chris Hogan. And we had a fantastic, fantastic conversation with him. We cannot wait to roll that out and, uh, you know, allow you guys to listen to all of that. Uh, if you are as eager as we are to release this and, you know, you're as eager to listen to it as we are, uh, we are offering some early access to that. All you have to do is just follow the link in the show notes and you can sign up for a free uh, version of Coaches Plus for a month, I believe. And, um, you know, you'll be able to get access to that. And you'll also have a lot of other goodies in there as well that you do not want to miss out on. So if you're looking to take your coaching to the next level and also get early access to that Coach Chris Hogan interview, you just follow that link and we'll be sending it right off to you. Um, and another really good way to be plugged in is obviously just through our Facebook group as well. If you're not a part of that, it is New Money Habits Financial Coaches right on Facebook, free to join. Just answer a few questions, basically just saying, how'd you find out about the group, all that kind of stuff, like, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. And it's a great place with great coaches who are trying to build a great impact in the world. Um, so join in there, get plugged in with Coaches Plus, be a part of the community. Everything is always better with the community because uh, it just allows more room for growth and for impact and for amazing, amazing relationships. So we want to invite that, invite you into that. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump right into this episode. Maria, how are you feeling Cody? today? What are we talking feeling, about? I'm feeling really good. Uh, before before we jump into that, though, I, can I just say I'm actually personally looking forward to re-listening to that episode. Uh, yeah. Because when you're part of the conversation, like you're just... I know I was, which is like totally engaged and, you know, listening to understand and then responding and all that. But I'm like, man, there were so many mic drops in there that I really would just like to go and take some notes. So I'm looking forward to being able to do that. And um, I just wanted to share that. Uh, today, I think what we'd like to do is just answer one of the questions that a few coaches have come to us with. And they're more like the aspiring coaches, people who have been kind of on their own, whether it's a debt-free journey or financial freedom journey. Journey, whatever it is that you want to call it. And there's, they're kind of discerning whether or not they'd like to become a financial coach themselves. So that might be you. 
And if so, know that you're not the only one who has this question. Several people have come to us with it. So the question is, what kinds of what kinds of traits and qualities are necessary to be a really good financial coach? And so I just thought maybe today we could break down some of those things that we've kind of come up with, some of them that we are personally super, super great at, and maybe some that we're still kind of working on ourselves because mm -hmm. as you guys know, we have not arrived, right? Like just because we're being successful in what we are, we, there's always room for improvement. So as we talk about some of these things, I just want you to know it doesn't mean that we have it all under control. Uh, but these are just some of the things that we think are really important for people to either actually have or to be working on as you are trying to discern whether or not this is a good path for you. Um, I think it's going to be important to break this up into two different kinds of categories. I'm going to call them traits and skills. So uh, just to kind of give you a quick definition, like the traits are going to be things that are a little bit more innate, things that are maybe part of your personality or things that come pretty naturally to you. Uh, things that, uh, you know, like when you show up into a room, this is what you exude. And then the skills are more things like how to do X, Y, and Z. And obviously those things are going to be a lot more learnable. Some things are going to come naturally to you, but they're actually things that you have to, you know, there's a process to them. So that's kind of how I'm going to break them up. And I encourage each of you as you're thinking about these, we're not going to go in any sort of order. Um, but as you're thinking about them, like which, which category would those fall into? So Without further ado, uh, what are some of the things, Cody, that just top of mind come to you for what somebody who's aspiring to be a financial coach or just already is and they're wanting to be an even better one, what kinds of things are really important for them to be able to possess? Yeah, uh, I mean, there's so many. Um, there really are a I'll, lot. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's a ton. Uh, but, but I will just share just a couple that are top of mind. Um, yeah. One that I think is very, very important is just being a good listener. Mm. You know, like yeah. having that skill of listening and, and listening, kind of like what you said about when we were talking with, uh, with Hogan, you know, like during that interview, like you were very plugged in and you were listening to understand, right? Mm -hmm. Like so many times people listen to respond and that's why a lot of conversations don't really go anywhere. So right. learning the skill of listening to understand and really to hear the things that people are saying behind what they're actually saying, you mm -hmm. know, like mm -hmm. they're not saying something, but you know that, that, that that's what they mean um, mm -hmm. or that's where it's coming from kind of thing. Like that's definitely mm -hmm. like a very, very important skill to have. Yeah. Um, and also along those lines to recognize that what they're saying isn't about you. And I mm -hmm. think that's where a lot of times when people are listening to respond, it's very easy for ego to kind of get in the way and be like, oh, if they're if they're questioning something, they must be questioning me or my skill set or, you know, whatever. And that's where we kind of we, we don't even realize we're doing it oftentimes, but like that's where we get defensive and then we're wanting to give an answer to realize that whatever they're talking about chances are has absolutely nothing to do with you personally. <laughs> so that is part of the, I'm going to use the word active listening uh, because that's technically one of the terms. Um, but yeah, I think that you're, you hit the nail on the head. That is definitely one of the main skills for people to have. And the cool thing about that, Cody, is that it's a practicable skill. Mm -hmm. Like it, 
it might not come supernaturally to people, but it is something that you can hone, you can practice, you can, um, you can actually do it in front of other people and in certain, you know, situations that have nothing to do with coaching and just try some of those skills. And as you do that, you will become better and better and that will become a more natural skill for you. So that's a great one to start with. Yep. What, what else yeah, comes I, top of mind to you? I think another one is the ability to motivate and inspire. Ooh. Um, so, and that one Would, is, is learnable as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's also perishable. <laughs> as well too. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that, you know, with that being said, like nobody wants to hear someone tell them what to do. And uh-huh. nobody wants to hear someone say like, you know, you need to do this or else this is going to happen, or you should do this because other people have done this and saw this result or whatever. You know, there's a, there's a way to communicate and to motivate and inspire people that really allows the, the client themselves to actually crave doing said thing. And Mm. I think that there's a way to communicate that based off of communicating the benefits that it's going to give them, right? Like in the end goal, this is what's going to happen for you. This is how you're going to feel. This is how it's going to affect your self-confidence, your self-belief, your self-worth, your self-esteem, all that kind of stuff. This is how it's going to affect your wife. This is how it's going to affect your kids. And you know, a big part of that is not just telling them these things, but also asking them the questions like, how is it going to affect these things? Right. Because mm-hmm. if they start answering those questions, then they're almost convincing themselves of the fact that you're talking about. And then it becomes their idea. Yeah. And then they're much yep. more motivated, and inspired to actually go and take action towards that path that they want to go down. Yeah, absolutely. It reminds me of a text that I got from a friend of mine. Um, she said, I'm having trouble with this and I have a good idea. And so she shared the idea with me and I half chuckled to myself because I've been providing that idea to her for like months. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't even need to take credit for it. I was just like, I love that idea. And I left it at that because that's what made it motivating for her was that she owned it as her idea and just kind of forgot that it had been, you know, um, subconsciously dropped in front of her little bit by little bit over the past several months. So amen to everything you just said. In fact, you checked off about three or four of the things on my skill set list, just with that one thing. I love, I love how you said their ability to motivate and inspire. Like that's absolutely true. Um, But part of the things I had was the ability to communicate well. And you, you touched on that. You didn't touch on this in the, in the word storytelling, but storytelling is on my thing. And you did talk about being able to, you know, kind of have them give them a story, right? So I think storytelling is, is a really powerful way to be able to motivate and inspire. And then obviously the one that was on my list was asking good questions and you kind of hit the nail on the head with that one too. So uh, I love that you're just, you know, uh, just at top of mind, you're able to identify a lot of the ones that I already have written down. So thank you for well, that. That's also a skill you should have too. 
being so, able to do that. Yeah. Well, see, yeah. look at you. See? You- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How about some traits? Since we've kind of been a little bit heavy on the skill set. Now, granted, we haven't exhausted that list at all. There's still other things too. But I'm curious. Let's shift the conversation for just a few minutes to some traits. Are there any traits that are just like naturally geared towards being a financial coach or a coach in general, I guess. Yeah. Um, a couple that come top of mind are uh, just being empathetic, mm. you know, like being able to step in someone else's shoes or their situation and really understanding like how they may feel or how it's affecting them or what they're thinking. I think that's really important. Um, being in massive integrity, you mm. know, uh, Huge. like, delivering on the things that you said that you'd be delivering on showing up the way that you said that you'd show up following up holding people accountable holding yourself accountable all based off of what you said that you were going to do um i think that's very very important um can i add can i add to that integrity if i may yeah um i know because sometimes it can be a kind of a dicey word to uh, to try to define and ev- all the things that you just added to it i think are fantastic the one thing i would probably add to that is doing what you know is right, even when no one is watching. Uh, And and I think that that comes into play, especially as coaches, when we're talking about, um, you know, charging somebody for something or um, just, you know, saying, saying the thing that you know is right, even if you know nobody else is watching. Actually, you know, setting up, when you're setting up your business, for example, making sure you're doing things within a legal process, like just, it could be, it, it could cover a gamut of a lot of things, but that is all part of being in integrity. And that's just one of the values that is so, so important to me. So I appreciate you letting me throw that extra stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think another good one too is, being open-minded, mm-hmm. you know, like just not being so stuck in your way of like, mm-hmm. I know all the answers. It's only going to be this way for everyone. You know, like mm-hmm. I think that, you know, we say it all the time on this podcast, personal finance is personal and you're dealing yep. with people, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I just feel that having the ability to have a foundation that you work off of, and having some sort of like guardrails in your, in a sense, but having the ability to hop that fence when it makes sense, mm-hmm. I think is very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that touches a couple that I have listed. One of them is willingness to change and mm-hmm. the other is humility. So I think, um, you know, like you said, you might have some really great ideas it's also good to be humble in those and recognize that they're not the only good ideas, that there are other good ideas out there. And the, the presence of other good ideas doesn't make your ideas bad. It just makes them other good ideas. So uh, being able to have that humility, I think, is is really important as well. And like you said, that willingness to change, to be to be able, I think you said jump the guardrail, right? <laughs> like I really, I like that that analogy because, or that, that picture, because it's like, you have these things in place for a reason, but when something presents itself, that makes sense for you to say, you know what, that's not, that actually doesn't fit for what this situation is for your ability to just kind of jump that guardrail and do things that are going to be more fitting for the situation that maybe you didn't anticipate before. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely that. I think another thing, um, another trait is 
constantly being willing to be self-aware and, and that's going to evolve. Uh, you know, the person that I am today is definitely not the person that I was five, six years ago. Uh, all of the, the ideas that I have are not the same ones that I had five or six years ago. It's funny because I have a personal podcast as well. And it's very interesting to me to go back to the beginning of that because now it spans years and to hear the difference. Like there are some threads of consistency for sure. But if you, if you listen from episode one all the way through to where it is now, it's like, yeah, there's definitely been some change in, in my thought, thought process and some of the things that I value. Uh, and so you can see that. And I just think that that's actually not something to, to shy away from. I think it's actually something to be almost proud of uh, because it just shows that I'm willing to constantly work on and involve uh, my, my thought process. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really good point, you know, like, and that's why I said like, having that foundation, right? Yeah. Like yep. that foundation of values and principles, but not being like married to it, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. being willing to adjust every now and then, but still holding true to it at the same time. Yeah. Yep. And that holding true to it ties right back into integrity, right? So I, I think that, yes, it's all very, very interconnected. Uh, another thing I, I'm going to say, we can go back into some skill sets in a second, but another trait that, especially if you are discerning whether or not you actually want to be a financial coach, I think this is one of the things that um, is almost a must. I'm a, I don't have that for all of the things, but this one I think is kind of a must. And that's a passion to help other people. I I think that if you don't have something like that, like this desire to help other people, it's just going to become very mundane for you. It's going to feel empty. Uh, you're probably not going to have any sense of fulfillment. And you'll probably burn out pretty quickly because people do need, you, you know, they don't need you, but if that's what they're there to do with you, it's like have have somebody there to help them, then you're going to have to have some sort of desire to do that. <laughs> so I just, if you don't have a desire to help people and you're just out for, you know, oh, well, this might just be a kind of a fun side gig that I can make a little bit extra money for. It might not be the right side gig for you because people can be complicated. So mm -hmm. in fact, maybe we'll talk about that another time, just like how to actually be able to take care of yourself when you're helping other people. Uh, but there is, there does need to be that passion. And I can say for myself that when I step away from, like, I've talked about this before, but when I intentionally step away from coaching for a little while so that I can focus on something else, I crave that. And when someone reaches out and says, Hey, could I have some help with this? I jump at the opportunity because I, for me, like, I know that sounds selfish, but I love actually doing it. There's something that's just so fulfilling about that. And when you have that passion, you realize that it spills into other areas too, that maybe it's not just about financial coaching, but there are other things that I'm able to help people with. And it's just, that's so fulfilling for me. So, um, yeah. Okay. So let's go to a couple other skills. And uh, these are some of the things that, like I said, you might not have right away, or you might not, not even have a foundation for it yet. But these are things that are learnable. For example, how to create an email list. 
Mm -hmm. That's actually a skill that's super necessary with the way that business is set up right now. Uh, But if you don't know how to do that, that doesn't mean that you can't be a financial coach, right? It doesn't mean you can't be a good one. It just means that there's a skill you either need to hone a little bit or pay someone else (laughs) to to help you do. There's always that possibility as well. You can't pay someone to help you have integrity, but you can pay somebody to help you create an email list. And I think that's one of the biggest differences between the categories of these two lists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that and going hand in hand, building off of those two more would be just marketing yourself in general. Um, Mm -hmm. That's a big one. And then also, you know, like, what's the point of having an email list and marketing yourself if you're never going to enroll clients? So Mm -hmm. the ability to enroll clients and, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, for lack of a better term, just being a good salesperson, you know, like, Mm -hmm we're not selling something, but we are selling, you know, the experience and the transformation that comes with our services. So just having the ability to understand and speak to people and motivate people and inspire people, like we said before, but then also to, you know, persuade them to make that leap at the same time is uh, very important because otherwise, if you never have clients, then you're never coaching. Yeah. Yep. And I think one last thing I'll add is the idea of how to manage the business side of of your business. So, you know, having something in place to be able to collect the money and to be able to manage that within uh, within your business accounts, because having that skill, and that's probably one that comes a lot more naturally to people who we're talking to right now, because they are looking at being financial coaches and chances are they've done a lot of that on their own. Um, but it is something that I wanted to at least bring up because sometimes what we do in our personal finances doesn't always come over for into our uh, business finances. And so it is a skill set that if you don't feel you have a really great hold on, it is one you'll want to uh, hone in on a little bit before mm-hmm. you jump in. So yeah, is there anything else that we haven't touched yet? I know we've, we've covered a lot. Um, and, and it's definitely not going to be an exhaustive system or a list today. But is there anything that we haven't covered that you're just like, I absolutely need to get this in before we close up? Hmm. That's a good question. I, I don't know. I think that we hit the main ones. Um, I I guess there's one more I'd throw in there and that's the ability to provide free content to people. Um, I, you know, like to have a sense of an expertise on something and then just be able to be giving with the amount of content that you're willing to give. And it does kind of tie into the email list and some of the social media posts and that kind of stuff that we talked about. Um, but just remember that it, you don't, while we very much do suggest you charge for your services, there are going to be plenty of opportunities for you to give free content to people. Uh, and that's probably where the whole passion to help them is going to come into play as well. And so you can see how all of this is very much intertwined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. Lead magnets, events, all that kind of stuff. Uh, It's all part of giving back, but also building up a list to turn into potential clients as well. So it's a good, that's a really good one. 
Absolutely. All right. Well, those of you who have come to us and asked us that question, I hope that this satisfies your curiosity a little bit. And if you have further questions, definitely feel free to reach out to us because we're always excited to answer those right here on the show for you. That's that's our favorite part, actually, is giving you what it is that you're looking for. So with all of that, I say we will see you all next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.